When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got to stay on the program a little while longer, Chris. Getting closer to the exam, and uh, I, do, I don't want to blow it at this point, Al. I, I, I walked you through the whole program yesterday. I'm very, yeah. very close. I'm on track. This is what I don't want to have happen. You meet your goal. You go in there. You pass whatever you need to pass, and uh-huh. then you're a train wreck after before you even get anywhere else. You end up at some kind of fast food spot. You eat as much as you can, and then they call you back and say, "Hey, just FYI, we need you to actually come in tomorrow as well. We have some, we, we have some results that we got to redo." <laughs> we, yeah. Look, I'm just afraid that it could be even worse than that. That you could get a phone call the next day and like, "Hey, Al, did you hear? No, man, what happened? They found Trav behind a Del Taco last night. <laughs> he, he had he had hot sauce all over his face. He was covered in beef and beans, and it, he's he's in rough shape." He's is he okay? Really rough shape. Is he okay? No, no, no. He's fine. He just he's really full. And he's, not, he's missing a day of work. <laughs> Travis Lee. It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. This kind of puts us right in the sweet spot. You know what? Today, yesterday was National Double Cheeseburger Day. Which still, is, I still have t- uh, difficult time understanding that <laughs> Double I, Cheeseburger has its own day. Okay. I, I like to tease you about your food stuff, but you're not wrong about that one. That, that seems oddly specific. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a weird one to have. I'm glad it exists, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Today, National Guacamole Day. You, you will carry the torch for some guacamole like few people well, I've ever seen. See? <laughs> this is the thing. I, I'm a little – I'm confused on this one because I just assumed everybody likes puppies. Right, like I just assumed that there are certain things that everybody just we're Rainbows. all in agreement on. We're all in agreement on. Everybody assumes that a beautiful sunny day is a great day. Everybody assumes that the ocean, uh, the waves crashing, the sound of it is just a fantastic noise. What I did not know is that there are people who don't like guacamole. So on Happy National Guacamole Day, um, Funches, talk to me, man the hell is going on I, over I there i just don't like the consistency sometimes the taste i don't know man and i'm not an avocado guy too man so i just don't like it and i and i'm the same way i What's just think that in this world i think that guacamole is too rich sometimes it's just like too much and it overpowers anything else in whatever you're eating and so i i'm kind of like i can live without it it's too okay rich. you're but... the person that wanted to put bacon on your cheeseburger is the only other topic <laughs> also what, what are we too, talking about one, here <laughs> one thing too there's more bad guac than good guac out there too that's a good well, take f- f- slee i would that's argue a bar, that, that that's a bar fight comment but that's but, a that's a comment you make at a bar and i'm coming swinging over the <laughs> over the stools what punches just said though is is <laughs> Interesting, because he said, you know, there's more bad than good. It's kind of like pizza. Even bad pizza is pretty good. Even bad guacamole is pretty good. There are be- there are some that's better than others, but I'm with Al on this one. I, I look, I'm not ready to throw hands like Sliwa is over this, but but I, I'll I'll eat some guacamole. Yeah, why not? It's avocados, it's onions, it's jalapenos. Who doesn't like that? I'm taking my shirt off at the bar. I'm folding it. <laughs> 
okay. with a giant avocado the tattoo in the middle of your chest, <laughs> surrounded by tortilla chips. There's <laughs> a huge Doug be, Life tattoo on be, his stomach. This could be the most important day of the year, and I have people just disrespecting. It's literally going up to a little puppy and saying, I'm not interested. Keep it walking. That's what it is if you don't like walk. Get that thing away from me. <laughs> Who likes I have a that? Okay, well, by the way, if I throw this out there, I'm going to throw it out on Twitter, a poll. If, is guacamole overrated? What percentage do you think are going to say yes and no? Oh, I haven't put it out yet. Overrated is a weird word. I, I think okay, it, it need, it how should, I, how should I put it? Guacamole, yes or no? It needs to be like that because Funchess, unless Funchess votes, it's going to be a hundred percent yes. Funchess and Emily are the only two no votes. It just seems like a really bad culinary lane to be in at this All point. Right, I'll, fig- I'll figure out how to word it. By the way, I'm not, I'm not the only one. Uh, Amanda, uh, these people are crazy. Guac is bomb. <laughs> That's how most people are going to feel. How yeah. can you have? Okay, can I say this, Trav? How can you have Mexican food? Without guacamole. And let me say, I throw guacamole in a lot more than just Mexican food. Mm-hmm. But how can you have Mexican food? How can you how can you have a burrito and not have guacamole in there? Yeah, look, I would prefer it with. I, I'm, I'm not. No, it's a like crime. I said, I'm not it's a you. Crime. I don't have to have it, but I would prefer to have it than not have it. If you don't have it, that's fine. I'm still going to eat the burrito, probably the taco too. But I don't have to have it. But yeah, let's do it. How about this tweet? Speaking of Twitter, yeah. Slee's going to have that Bobby Bonilla contract at ESPN LA until 2066. <laughs> you want to sign up for that right now, Al? Of course I do. ESPN doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Love well, to never sign know. up for that. Never know. you got to go get uh, Dennis Gilbert as your agent, and he'll hook you up the way that he hooked up Bobby Bo. All right. USC has coaching vacancy. Um, they got to figure out what they're going to do next. Dante Williams is going to have – the interim job, probably, yep. almost certainly, through the end of the season. I thought a couple of different things were interesting. Number one, uh, there's a report out there that no matter what Dante Williams does in the interim role, they're going to conduct a national search. That Dante Williams could run the table, go do the whole thing, and they're still going to go through the process of looking for people, which I think is a good idea. Don't, don't let whatever's right in front of your face distract you from doing what you want to do. That's number one. Number two is... Urban Meyer yesterday said, no, I'm out. I, I'm not going to do it. Take that for what it's worth. He's been there for one day, one game in Jacksonville, and they're already asking him that question. But another very big name in college football, Bob Stoops, didn't say no. He didn't say yes. This is some high-level double talk. Here's Bob Stoops talking about that USC job. Well, I can't control rumors. I don't get involved in rumors. I've never acknowledged one way or the other where someone – has contacted me or not, and I won't in this case either. Um, I'm enjoying my opportunity to work with Fox. I love watching my sons, one one's playing and one's on the sideline coaching. But, uh, you know, in life you just never know what, what whatever fits you just perfectly, and, and I'm not saying this does. Uh, listen, they're going to go through a, a list of coaches that are already on the field that probably can't even talk to him until the season's over. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I didn't ask for my name to be attached to this, but I can't help it that it is. That is glorious. That is just so wonderfully un, uh, unspecific, and he's campaigning for the job at the same time. Did you catch that at the end there, Al, when he said, he goes, look, most people can't even talk to you about this job because they're employed somewhere else. Now, that's not me. 
I mean, I can talk to you. I'm not saying that I did, but if you wanted to, I could take the call. I'm not saying that I did. I'm not saying that I didn't. But if I were around, and I am, you might be able to give me a call. He was all but saying, yes, I want that job. He was all but submitting his resume through ZipRecruiter. It just literally was on a a, a website here. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's funny to hear it. And I know, listen, there's a, there's a song and dance here. He is doing Fox, college football Fox. Um, it's not like the guy is sitting at home and he has nothing to do. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect dance to say, you bet your you-know-what I'm interested if they pick up the phone and call. But if they don't pick up the phone and call, eh, I, 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 I'm doing something else anyways. You know what I mean? Like I do feel like there was a, a dance there where he all but gave out his phone number to reach out to him uh, to, to try to interview for the job if somebody's interested. This is not how you deny something. If somebody says, hey – you texted my girlfriend late at night? Well, I'm not going to say who I am texting and who I'm not texting, and I'm not saying that if my phone was on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I've had rang, Verizon <laughs> for 10 years. You say, what? no, it wasn't me. And that's not what Bob Stoops did. Here's the rub. I don't like that name at all. I, I really don't. You know, Urban Meyer is yeah. a guy that had been out of the college game for a little bit, but Urban Meyer was at Utah. They were really good. He left. He went to Florida. They were really good. He left Florida because he was having heart problems and needed to spend time with his family right up until he got the offer to go to Ohio State, and then all those things magically went away, and he went to Ohio State, and they were really good. Okay, he's a good coach. He won national championships at Florida. He won them at Ohio State. He's, he's a good college football coach. Bob Stoops is national champ. Big game, Bob. You know when that big game that he won was? 2000, 21 years ago. Uh-uh. It, it, it's a big name. He's on TV. People know what he looks like. People know his name. It's one of those things. Go, oh, Bob Stoops, and then you start thinking about it, you saying, mm, no, I don't think so. I, I don't like that hire at all. I, don't, I should say that direction at all. Yeah, we we were talking yesterday when we, we had a mention here, um, the enemy from uh, from Kansas City, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I, look, if, if you're – and th- this is going to be what happens with USC. Every time now you're going to have some type of reporter that's going to ask somebody that could potentially be a name. This is going to continue to happen until they eventually hire a coach, and we'll, we'll see how things play out. Stoops is 61 years old, by the way. Um, stopped coaching that's OU back in 2016. Um, yes, he won a national championship. That national championship, I believe, was back in 2000. So 21 years ago. It, it's it, – Stoops sounds like – we brought in a big name. Stoops doesn't sound like this makes the most sense for this uh, university. Ties to Southern California. Um, is young enough to where you feel like he's going to be here for eight to ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get the name part of it, but I'm with but you that. That's the only part. That's I'm the with you part. that it's more the name rather than that's the right person for the job. Look, let, let's, let's walk through this. This is how important this hire is. Let's talk about getting it right versus getting it wrong. If you get it right, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix my metaphors here a little bit, or at least my sports, let's go to the NFL. <clears throat> when the Rams fired Jeff Fisher, they went out and hired a guy in Sean McVay, and the thing turned like that, on a dime. It went from a team that was stale, boring, uninteresting, to a team that was dynamic and fun, exciting, And it was because they got the right guy. They got a young guy. They got a charismatic guy. They got a guy that's really good at coaching football. Duh. But they got it right. And now they're set up for as long as he's going to be there. If you get it wrong, Mm -hmm. you're just going to keep – like if you get it wrong with Lane Kiffin, 
Doesn't work. Okay, bring in the next guy. Sarkeesian, doesn't work. You bring in the next guy. Clay Helton. It it just gets staler and staler and harder and harder to turn it around. If you get the right guy in that job, and that guy's probably at the the risk of being a little ageist, a 61-year-old man coming in there is probably not the best fit for recruiting 17, 18, 19-year-olds. It's just it's not the thing that's going to – build excitement and adrenaline and Eric Bieniemy could be that guy. Eric Bieniemy could be the guy that checks all of those boxes. Maybe not a huge name like Bob Stoops is in the college football universe, but he checks every other box 10 times more than Stoops does. This is an incredibly important hire. They get it right, it turns on a dime. Pete Carroll, they got it right. Mm-hmm. All everything since then they've got it wrong and look where they are. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be – it's just assumption, right? More chatter, and I think what leads to more chatter here is because the way Bob Stoops answered the question, mm-hmm. he danced, that he left these openings that you and I will take. Wait a minute, what did he just say? Is this guy campaigning for the job? Wait, it, would USC <laughs> yes. actually really cons- uh, consider this guy? You kind of look a little bit more into it. I agree that I, I don't think this makes the most sense, but Stoops definitely answered that question while saying he's not interested handing a business card over and his resume saying you could reach me at any time. I'm available 24 hours a day. If I'm not there, here's my emergency contact number. That's exactly right. (laughs) The other name that's getting a lot of love is Mario Cristobal from Oregon. And and Cristobal is a guy that, you know, again, here's a good example. At Oregon, they had Chip Kelly. They played for a national championship. They were in the mix, right? And they got rid of him, and they brought in Mark Helfrich. And it kind of worked because he had Kelly's players, and then it went stale pretty quickly. And then they turned to Willie Taggart, who was there for five minutes before he bounced to Florida State. They got it right with Cristobal. He brought back a little bit of that physical play that they had. He was, he's young. He's energetic. He's enthusiastic. He's got that energy. They got it right. And SC is kind of looking at him, too, reportedly, with an eye on, hey, why don't you come down here and coach the Trojans because we're SC and that's Oregon. Oregon's better now, but is SC not a better job? Well, I, you know, I, I think you have to. I think you got to put it in context. What 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 you have at USC or what you have at Oregon, who's top four in the in the country right now, um, has always kind of been competing in the Pac-12. Have accomplished over this you know span of years. If I told you, okay, which which school has been more successful in college football over the last ten years, you're obviously going to say Oregon with their success and what they've accomplished. I get how USC could be the more sexy position. You're a god in Oregon, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's this USC. You know, we we did this earlier in the week. This was before Clay Helton was fired. How difficult it is in LA to make sure you're on top because you have all these other programs, all these other um, uh, franchises that are grabbing your attention. And if you're USC and you're not relevant for a couple of years, how you become really a back page topic and that the Dodgers are all in and the Lakers are all in and this. So conceptually, is the job better? It's sexier, but it doesn't mean the job is better because what Oregon is doing and what they've accomplished and how big of a name you become in, in that state, right, like just kind of representing that state, that's also as big as it gets. Uh, maybe this isn't the being best example. Being big in Oregon is not the same thing as being big in L.A. It's night and day. You're right about that, but what, it, it depends on what your preference is. Like, True. Th- is LeBron winning a championship in Cleveland versus winning a championship with the Lakers? You and I will look at it one way. LeBron might look at it a different way. It, it depends on what your preference is. 
I, I get that. I, I think I think the difference could be for for instance, if if I'm Mario Cristobal, let's use him as an example because his name keeps popping up for the SC job. At Oregon, I got it rolling. Beat Ohio State. We've been in the Rose Bowl. I've got NFL players all over the place, and, and it works, right? I got Phil Knight's credit card. I, I, I get whatever I need. I, I'm in a good spot. Right. But the, the, the razor's edge of Oregon all of a sudden getting bad is one or two bad recruiting classes, and all of a sudden you're dead in the water, okay? Because it's good. The, the, the shine that's on it could leave relatively quickly. Where if you get that SC thing shined up really well and you start winning there, it's it's on a par with maybe only three or four. We, we, what you had the list yesterday, best jobs in college football. Well, Oregon's isn't in the top 10 or 12, right? But USC's was top five because of all the things that we mentioned. And if you get that shined up really well, it's easier to keep that thing cranked up because you have local players, you yep. have the prestige that comes along with it, you've got the SC brand. I think you're right that it depends on your lifestyle. Do I want to live in Eugene or do I want to live in Los Angeles? Do I want to be that guy or that guy? That's a personal preference. But as far as the football and the machinery of getting it going and keeping it going, Oregon's is ahead now, but SC's would be easier to keep going if you could get it going. Mario uh, Cristobal was on with uh, Doug Gottlieb, and I want to just uh, I want to read a clip here. He said he was asked about you know the coaching position at USC. He says, my response is go Ducks pressed about it again I'm saying telling you again go Ducks I'm not sure why you brought me on this interview I was under the impression that we were talking about the Oregon Ducks and whatnot since we go this route I'll refer I'll reference it again go Ducks okay that's coaching that that's how you do it right that's not I, the Bob 100 answer 100 that's, how you, that's how you do it but you're not gonna say well yeah you know I've always I've always enjoyed the beach I've always enjoyed going to movie premieres you're, you're not gonna say that that's exactly how you take care of that all right we can take some calls on national guacamole day and you guys can make fun of Funches. I like that idea plus there's a Dodger player who went on record as saying we're the best team in baseball we'll tell you who it is next it's Travis and Slee 710 ESPN this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So I don't even need to say it, right? I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that one. The intro to The Sopranos, the theme for The Sopranos. And I think everybody knows this too, Al, that Many Saints of Newark is a movie that's going to premiere uh, coming up here beginning of October it is a prequel to The Sopranos. It's kind oh, of the story how good is of this going to be? Tony Soprano as a younger man in that universe, right? The Newark race riots are kind of the the, the background of, of this movie. Uh, and David Chase, the guy that's the creator of The Sopranos and involved in this movie, obviously, is a little bummed out that it's going to premiere on HBO Max as well as in theaters, that he doesn't like the idea of doing it on a streaming service at the same time as a movie theater. This is a movie you want to see in a theater, right? That that's the, I, I'm with David Chase on this one. No, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm fine either way. I mean, I, really? I think we yeah. I, I, listen, we all got accustomed to this. This is not maybe if you'd asked me this question two years ago, I'd have a different answer for you. Maybe before COVID, I'd have a different answer. But 
everybody's watching streaming. Everybody's I, sitting I, on their couch for a couple of hours. Everybody's watching these, uh, whether it's, you know, I, I mentioned this to you guys during the middle of uh, COVID about a year ago, I went through the whole Sopranos. I went through the whole uh, Boardwalk Empire. I think I said The Wire as well. Mm-hmm. I've also watched movies on there and have had no problem with it. If I had to prefer, maybe I might have a preference, but I don't have an issue with this. See, here's the difference for me. The difference for me is, and especially a movie like this, I want to be completely immersed in that story. If I'm in my living room and I got kids coming in and out, I've got my phone in my hand, I've got all of these other things that are going to distract me from the universe of this movie, I can't try. In my home, there's no way to eliminate those distractions. I don't have the movie theater set up in my house. I want to go in there and live in that world for two hours. I don't want to – in my living room, I'm going to walk and get something to eat. I'm going to get uh, a beer. I'm going to move around and do all these things as opposed yeah, that to sounds, sit that there sounds and be great stuck too. to it. That sounds great too. I mean, everything you just described, the fact that you, you're going to get up and go grab a beer, that you're going to go get some food. That wait. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'm going to come back. You don't, you're, you're watching TV. There's movies and there's TV. They're both great, but I want to go to the movies. I, even with all the terrible things that are happening in a movie theater – with all the people around you that are trying to ruin it and doing all those terrible things to you. I still want to be in that theater. Okay, so do we have, by the way, I think I mentioned, uh, what's today, Thursday? So a week ago we were talking about the NFL season starting. Mm -hmm. And while everyone was excited to watch uh, Tampa Bay and (laughs) Dallas, who played? Oh, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Everyone was excited to watch that game. I mentioned that uh, I had to go to watch a movie. I haven't been Uh to a theater since, you know, pre-COVID. You saw Space Chimps 4. Um. Three. <laughs> I watched three. Um, so I, it kind of took me back a little bit too, Trav. You know, going to movie theaters, this is just more of like a public setting wherever you go. Everybody's kind of doing – everybody's in their own world. Let's just let's just say that. Are, do, you, do you have movie theater? Like what, what's your etiquette at a movie theater? Are you the guy that – um, is you know talking during the movie because you're trying to explain to somebody or you're asking questions? Are you the person that has a rapper that you can't find any louder that you're trying to get through <laughs> 13 minutes into the movie <laughs> all the way to 19 minutes you're trying to get your licorice? I what need that of- last junior mint out of the bottom of the bag. I, <laughs> I need to make sure that I get that cover. No, I'm not a talker because that's just not my deal. But look, when I'm there, I'm there to make sure that Travis is comfortable. I'm there to make sure that I have what I need, and if that if that is makes you less comfortable, I'm not really that worried about that. I'm going to make sure. Why that does I'm that not covered. surprise me? <laughs> Here's the setup: middle of the theater, halfway yeah. up. I sit here. My wife sits next to me, but there's an empty seat in between because I like there's to have my space. There's not an empty seat. There's yeah. not an empty seat in between. No, she she every time we've been married, it'll be oh my goodness, I, my anniversary's in a week. It just reminded me of that it'll be 24 years in a week. Okay, awesome. I just I just remembered that. So thank you for this topic. Um, every time you're not going to sit next to me. No, I want to be. I want to have a little space. I don't. You know, I, I run a little. Trev, hot. that's I not a good move. That's Why? not a good move. 24 years. How bad could it be? <laughs> You should not be sitting in a seat, and then there's an empty seat, and then there's her. Yeah. What? So what if what if a couple comes and they sit next to her just based upon how many seats are available? Now mm-hmm. it looks like you're on your own, and those three came together. I've yet to hear a problem. I, I, I've, yet, I've yet to hear the point where I'm like, oh, you, you're, you're right. I should not do that. If you're on a plane and there's a <laughs> row of three, that's when the middle seat is vacant. No, no, no. In row of three, if, 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 if I'm on a plane, I'm going for the middle to start, even if I'm on the aisle or the window, hoping yeah. that someone else will go past me. I get that. That's if you're traveling by yourself. But if you're with your wife, you don't say, 
hey, we're I'm actually 12B. Are you crazy? She's 14D. No, no. I on the perfect setup. Honestly, both of you on the aisle on the same row. That's the perfect setup. That's a good setup. Yeah, that's that, that, that that's the correct way to do that. Here's the other thing about this movie in particular. I hope so bad somebody. It's gonna be great when they see you on a plane and you you grab that middle seat on Southwest Airlines. I I pray <laughs> that a couple one goes window, one goes aisle. Now you're in the middle. And they're having conversations. They're passing food past each other. And they have kittens. They have guys, kittens. A couple guys, kittens running guys, all over the place. Yeah, here's what I fear. Here's what I fear. I fear that you think I'm kidding when I say this stuff, and I'm not. And here's why. Because I've already considered the scenario that you've laid out. I take the middle, knowing full well that when somebody says, hey, can I get in that window? What I do is I'll just slide over. And now I'm in the window because they're going to take it anyway. I'm cooked. He called my bluff, and they got me. But it literally will have to come down to that's the only aisle left on the plane for me to slide over. I've done this a thousand times. It's not no. It's not my first time. I get it, but I'm hoping a couple just comes at the same time. They're cool with it. They want a well, little space, can, too. Unless they he's going to parachute over the, the top and drop into the window seat, I, I feel fairly certain that I can box him out before he gets to the window seat. I like my chances right there. I want this thing to go. I want it to be a great movie. I think it will be. If David Chase is involved, I think it's probably going to be outstanding. He's he's amazing. But if it's really good, do we go back and make a TV series? Do you do you blow this thing out in from because now now I'm in on the couch, right? Movie yeah. is so good, you extend the universe, you go and tell that story even further. David Chase says he's not going to do it, but we'll we'll see. Who knows? A little bit more of that wouldn't be the end of the world. Let's get Paulie's origin story. Let's get Silvio Dante's origin story. Let's, all of this stuff. I You can give me all of it. I can't get enough of it. Can you tiptoe if this goes really well, if the movie goes really well? You just kind of – you're in no rush. You don't have to do this right away. You obviously have an incredible amount of people who love Sopranos and are going to be interested in this specific movie because it's a great concept. It's a prequel. Um, if, it, if it goes successful, can you kind of – can you pump the brakes for a second and, and play this? Okay, maybe we'll do one season, right? Like, or here we'll take this, we'll take this character and make them the lead for you know whatever it was in Sopranos. I think they could do something like that. I just have a feeling it's gonna get bad if you keep on going and you keep on going down the rabbit hole because we want it. It's eventually gonna get bad. That's the best thing about movies and TV shows that choose their out is that they never end badly. They always do it on their own terms. I feel like everybody ends badly. There aren't too many – the movies you're right about, but then they'll go make what, – what are they making? What was the one we were just – oh, Matrix 4. What yeah. we just Like they, they do go to the point where you're like, okay, this is just – She's is not wrong, bad. though. Emily, I think you're right that there there is a finality to it that if you keep just trying to find another season to go, that you will wander into weird areas that weren't really the show or the movie to begin with if you keep doing it. It's, Star Wars is a pretty good example of it, right, that you had the – original movies that were pretty good and then all of a sudden you're in this weird spot where it's like i don't even know what this is about anymore this is just okay a, qu- there's lightsabers and spaceships but what what's the rest of it question for you is there this is the only good example that i'll have because i know i watch both of them breaking bad was so good mm-hmm. and then they came out with this concept okay wait we're gonna now come up with another series better call saul it's on its fourth season no, they're shooting. They were shooting season six until Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack. They had to shut down. They're waiting for him to get back. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, but but is that not a good example of if you find the right angle, 
if you know if it makes sense, you can probably make it happen. But you need the right people, right? Mm-hmm. The, the reason that Better Call Saul is so good is you a you had a couple of well three iconic characters from the original. You had Gus, you have Mike, and you have Saul that you spin off into their own thing, which are great. But it's telling a totally different story while touching on the other story, right? It, you can see the pieces coming together, but you had the same guy making it. You have the same group of people making it. It's when you let someone else put their hands on it that it gets weird. When you decide that, okay, we're going to take the the guys who created this vision in the first place, we're going to let somebody else run with it. it. Sometimes it'll come together, but not very often. All right, 73% of uh, L.A., or at least uh, on Twitter, says National Guacamole Days, Guac Overrated. Uh, 73% say no. Um, I have Ed Munoz saying, Jesus, Alan, this question can end your street cred in L.A. Uh, listen, I'm... I'm I'm with you, Ed. It's Funches' um, street cred that's in trouble. It's Emily's street cred that's in trouble. I don't have any street cred. I got all I the cred don't. in the world. <laughs> Two different answers. Know. Streets love me. <laughs> all right. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Slee, I want to talk about Kenley Jansen, basically just putting it out there. Basically just putting it out there like I'm the guy that's got this thing covered. We're going to do that coming up in about 15 minutes. Coming up next is Factor Cap. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We do use the spread, and we do have our guest picker of the week. Hondo is going to represent the listeners after Starfish and Coffee got the uh, listeners or in Alan Sliwa's world a first-week win or a first-week lead, if you like my uh, score. Sports works. Correct. Right. You you have a season, and you crown a champion at the end of the season. That's how yeah. it works. So that's why don't you why just add all the Dodgers runs throughout? <laughs> I wish we could. Hundred and sixty-two. They, yeah, they they'd be like be forty first. games ahead of the San Francisco <laughs> Giants in that scenario. Time for fact or cap. All right, guys. So my first one is: You're crazy if you answer an unknown number that calls you. Travis, is this fact or cap? It's fact. I, 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 you know, my only stipulation would be: I need a word that's more outrageous than crazy. You you are asking for trouble. Look. Unless it's my mom, my dad, my wife, or one of my kids, I'm not picking up your phone call. It, it doesn't have to be unknown. It can be pretty much anybody that doesn't need me in a moment of emergency. I'm letting that thing go to voicemail or doing what normal citizens in the year 2021 do. My phone rings, I mute it, and I immediately text you, what do you want? I'm not picking that up. What if it's somebody I don't know? There's a million things that could go wrong, Al. All right, so that's definitely cap. Let me throw this out there real quick. Um Here's a reality. If you're uh, if you're trying to, uh, let's say, scam some type of a call, just call me. I'm the one picking it up. I, we got no problem here, all right? If you're going to call me and tell me that my social security number, somebody has it. If you're going to call me and tell favorite. me that my insurance ran out on my car, I'm listening. I want to hear the pitch, all right? Take me all the way through here. If, if there's something. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, Trav. I'm not kidding. I will answer those calls unless, like, I'm doing the show or something along those lines. A lot of them will have 619 area codes. I'm obviously 619. I'm like, okay, hey, maybe there's something along these lines. 
I get 39 examples a week why I shouldn't answer it, and I'm still answering call number 40. Sir, this is the IRS, and if you can just give us a, your Social Security number, we can confirm that you're not under investigation. 844. Like, I don't even, they, they don't even finish, and I'm already giving it to them. <laughs> Fantastic. Next. All right. Beach vacations are the best vacations. <laughs> Alan, is this factor cap? Oh, man. I don't do good on these. I don't do good on these. This is cap. I, I I can't just sit. Like when people say, I'm going to a resort and I'm going to sit in front of the ocean, which doesn't sound like a bad idea. And I'm just going to hang out at the beach and I'm going to have my ties and this and that. I'm going to have all these different type of drinks and I'm going to do nothing other than go from the water and then come back to my uh, to my beach chair, sit down, kick back, whatever the heck I'm doing, right? Can't do it, Trav. I can't do it. I need to... I can do it for maybe about an hour and a half, and by the time that hour and a half is done, either I'm booking a flight back home or I got to go, like, explore somewhere. I'm not the guy for a beach vacation. I don't know if you are. (laughs) No, well, okay. I I think that this is cap, but it's particularly cap for anybody that lives in L.A. You live at the beach. Why do I want to go to vacation at the beach? Right? I, I, I get it that we're all not living in Newport or Malibu. I understand that. But it's it's an hour away, tops. Even if you're, like, in the 909, you can get to the beach pretty quickly. I want to go do something different. If you're from Tulsa or Little Rock or Nashville, sure, the beach sounds awesome because you're landlocked all the time. But, no, I'm, give me the mountains. Give me give me something very different as opposed to just going to the beach, which, by, well, the, by way, the way, I live 10 minutes from the beach. I don't think I've been in five years. That's the key. That's the yeah. key is we, we are, even here in Southern California, we don't take advantage. What did we tell Emily? Emily came into town. We're like, hey, don't go to the beach on what weekend was it, Emily? Fourth of July. Yeah, Fourth oh, it was of July. Of July. Yeah. She's like, yep, sounds good. Uh, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> well, I, I kind of like that she didn't listen to us. That, yeah. that made me think more of her. I like that a lot. And what I'm going to say to you, Alan, is you just have the wrong book. you got to have a good book for these beach vacations. That's how you sit someplace for but why, you know, why, So eight, I'm, I'm genuinely asking, why is the beach a better book background than the mountains or something? Something like that. I I personally just like that one. Nobody talks to me. I sit at the edge of the water and I read my book and I just look at the waves. I think for me that's a better situation. And it's like hot. I can get a tan. That's what I like to do. I can't really tan at the mountains. You know? I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to go to the right mountains, I guess. I guess. All right. Next one. Uh, this comes from a personal experience. Uh, this weekend, uh, I met Tori Holt and he. I went in for like a handshake. He went in for a fist bump. And it was just kind of a awkward situation so fist bump is not an appropriate first time greeting travis is this factor cap it is now it's 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 cap because we live in a world where touching someone can put you on a respirator right so there's there's nothing that anything if a wave from six feet away is fine for me now there is no greeting that is off the table i'm good with a fist bump a handshake you want to give it you know one of those weird awkward man hugs where we clasp hands and go with one arm around i'll I'll do whatever you want but no you're not you're not going to offend me with a fist bump i'll take that Okay, so I'm going to go fact on this one. I get that in today's world, we're not we're not throwing handshakes out there the way we used to. We're not uh, – in the Middle Eastern culture, you kiss on each cheek. It's like, yeah, that ain't happening anymore, okay? Those days are over. But isn't there something – isn't it like if I'm giving – if Trav makes a, a funny joke and I'm giving him a – oh, that was a good one. I'm giving him a fist pump. Should I – is that how I should be greeting somebody I've never met in my life? <laughs> Like, I feel like there's something about like when 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 I'm playing pickup basketball and somebody makes a great pass, we're probably giving a couple fist pumps right there. Am I also doing that to 
you know, some random person I've never met before in a business meeting. Like, I, I don't just don't know if fist bump's the right way to do Al, it. Al, I'd like to introduce you to the president of the United States. Give me some <laughs> knuckles, Mr. President. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I guess there are exceptions to the rule, but I don't know. We're, we're, it's, it feels like anything, anything goes at this point. I'm all right. I, I, I remember during the Lakers season, and they were just starting to let fans back in, and John and Michael were talking on the broadcast about they're bringing the bow back. That was just going to be all Michael's bows. been advocating for the bow for bows years. to the listeners. <laughs> I'll do it. Well, here you go, Al. There's, there's a bow for you right there. Okay. Backing into parking spaces is stupid. <laughs> Travis Factor Cap. <laughs> okay. It makes me feel so like a race car That's driver. Awesome. It, it's it's uh, it's stupid. No, it's cap. I like to do it. It makes me feel like I'm getting ready to start the Indy 500. I, I put myself on the starting grid. I back it in. I'm ready to go. And that one second I save not having to back out of the parking lot and turn yeah. direction, I'm all for it. I, I, I love backing into parking spaces. Uh, couldn't couldn't agree more. I'm going cap on this one as well. Yeah. You know what we call this, Trav? We call this forward thinking, okay? <laughs> when, when you go out of your way, to back into your parking spot. Now, granted, there's probably a couple cars behind you because you decided to turn left to back over, and now Not they all have problem. to wait. It's piling N-M-P. all up behind you at the grocery store. <laughs> but you know what? When you leave, it is such a smooth exit. And all those, other, really people that, all those other people that now have to figure out how they're going to get out at the grocery store, you're already out. Now, the only downside is if you're putting your groceries in the trunk and now your trunk is facing <laughs> the wall, you might have a different problem down the road. <laughs> My buddy, he's he's a big back it into the parking. He calls it go position. So I like to be in go position so I can just – I'm down the road. I'm out of there. I love it. So cap, double cap, Emily. Okay. Uh, I don't agree with either of you, but that's fine. Uh, next up, last one. Uh, the Bachelor is the best reality TV show. Alan, is his factor cap? Um, it, It's obviously cap, and I'm the worst person to ask because I've never watched an episode. The only thing I know about The Bachelor – is that there? If there's a, a a Sunday afternoon game on ABC, right? They have that game that starts at twelve thirty, whatever the case is. If you're trying to watch watch that game, uh, there ABC's throwing the the Bachelor ads all through that game, like sprinkling in. I'm like, I have no idea what what you guys are talking about. I have never watched it, and the fact that I've seen now the commercial four times during this game makes me not want to watch it even more. I'm not the guy to ask, Trav. I, I don't know if if that's different for you. I've never seen it. Or Survivor, or Big Brother, or any of those shows. That my, my reality TV experience. You were a consists... Jer- Jersey Shore guy. That was your. <laughs> no. That was yours. It's uh, what the the singing one, American Idol, and uh-huh. the Dan- Dancing with the Stars. I've watched those. I'm not going to lie. I've enjoyed both of those. So that that is as far as my reality TV experience goes. I'm going to give it to American Idol because those people actually seem, at least some of them, go on and have like productive careers where they make art for other people to consume. So I'll take that one. I'll go American Idol. That is cap. 100% I thought the real world or Jersey Shore for Travis. I thought it was going to be one of those two. Uh, look, I'm not going to Without lie. hesitation. The real world season in New York and the real world season in L.A. were pretty great. I'm not going to lie. I like those. Don't forget about San lot. Francisco. See, now, see, Puck ruined San Francisco, Funch. Puck Puck was when it went from. Was not expecting this to create a topic. <laughs> was not expecting that. Puck ruined it because he was doing a thing. He was playing a character. He was trying to be outrageous for the purpose of being on TV. Prior to that, these are just a bunch of people that got thrown into a house and hated each other's guts. That's good TV. Puck was trying to get people to hate his guts. That ruined it. So. That, by the way, real world wouldn't be a bad answer either. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Your boy, Dennis Schroeder, 
has jokes, Slee. <laughs> That's coming up next. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. i got some tweets that I want to read here, Al. And, and Emily, this one is more directed to you than anyone else, so listen up to this one. It says, uh, anyone who doesn't like guac just hasn't had good guac. Emily is understandable. She just moved here from North Dakota where they don't have good Mexican food. Of course, we're talking about it because it's National Guacamole Day. Which part of North Dakota did you move from again, Emily? Uh, Fargo must be, I guess. I guess that's in North Dakota. Billings? Or is that south? Emily, Emily is from Virginia and then spent some time in Bristol at, at ESPN HQ. She is not from North Dakota. I don't know if I've ever met any Anybody from North Dakota, Al? I don't think I've ever no, had the I got, pleasure. I got nothing. And, you know, I, I said I was going to put out the uh, the poll there. Is guacamole overrated? Listen, on this show, we went two and two. Uh, you and I were big fans. Funch and and Emily thought maybe and already it's a voted overrated. No. Already voted no. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> yeah, we, you didn't need to confirm your ignorance on the topic front. You already but said this it is, out loud. But this is the best part is when I just presented the question, people get mad at me. How can you ask that to L.A.? Why are you abbreviating guacamole to guac? Like, it, it just takes its own little path there of wherever it wants to go. I, I'm just the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> All right. Here's one. This is from Gary. Gary writes, what do you think about Doug Peterson for USC? So that's another uh, name, Al, that's popped up. Mm-hmm. Former Boise State coach, former Washington coach, Chris Peterson. Did a great job at Boise. Did a very good job at Washington. He's on TV now, too. What do you make of that? I'd rather wait. Like, I, 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 I almost in a sense think that, listen, USC is not – this isn't – Arizona State's job this isn't you know there, there's certain universities out there where they got to just once something's hot or you think like hey there might be an angle here you could jump on that opportunity SC doesn't have to do that and, and Trav I, I don't want to call let me let me kind of try to explain this best here I'm not saying it's a it's a washed season but if USC goes 500 this year, are you going to be surprised? If they're a game or two above 500, are you going to be that surprised? No, I think that's about where they'll probably land. Okay. They'll, they'll, yeah, I think that's right. So just – and I say that because it's not like we're sitting here and it's it's December. It's not like we're sitting here it's it's January. You have an opportunity to take your time to make the right hire. Don't rush into something. Don't just – there's a sexy name out there that has some type of football ties and you're saying to yourself, oh, we got to jump into that right away. We, we were talking about Stoops earlier. The Stoops, it's a good name. Does that sound like the right coach for USC? Don't rush into anything. No, well, and he, I agree with you. Here, here's the other part. SC made a run at Chris Peterson already, and he said no. And, and, and the consensus seemed to be the reporting was – the reason he said no is that he didn't like all the attention that came along with being at USC. That Boise State, either no one knows you're there or they're saying you did a good job. Mm-hmm. At Washington, it, look, Seattle is a big city and Washington is a big university with a prestigious football program, but it ain't SC. Mm-hmm. SC is on the short list, and if, if, if he wasn't comfortable with it the first time, then I don't want to offer it to him a second time. I want somebody that wants to grab that thing with both hands. Do you see um, – you see Dennis Schroeder's Instagram post I did. yesterday. Pretty I like funny. it, by the way. I like <laughs> it. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'll say this, Trav. You know, Dennis Schroeder's been the – if you haven't seen it, so on Instagram, Dennis Schroeder's out there, and he basically is making fun of the – he's taking a shot at himself. 
right? Like, for how long did we spend this entire offseason talking about, are you kidding me? What a mistake. Who the hell is Schroeder's agent? How can he pass up four years, $84 million from the Lakers? Um, the, the conversation with him is about how much money he lost in the offseason. <laughs> right. He takes a shot at himself. And, and I, I think sometimes, you know, for somebody who is as big of a Laker fan as I am and, you know, Obviously, the way things kind of went with Schroeder during the season and then the offseason, how it all played out, and then he ends up with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be following Dennis play-by-play next season, um, seeing how he does with the Celtics. I like he, that he posted what he posted. He, he posted, it said, I'm going to do this one time. Insert your best fumbled the bag joke here. It's my birthday, so let's get this over with and get back to business. That's how you do it, right? Yeah, I don't that's care. how you do it. I don't care what the fumble is, right, money in this case, or you did something dumb, you said something dumb, you, you wore something dumb, whatever it might be. Lean into it. Say, yeah, bring it on. Bring, bring on your best thing. Bring on the thing that you think I blew the most and lean into it. I, 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 I'm serious. I never gave Dennis Schroeder a single thought as a Laker other than, and that doesn't look like a very good fit here. He does not look like he really kind of gets what it means to be a Laker role player. And now I'm kind of team Dennis Schroeder all of a sudden because he leaned into it. It's it's that easy to turn someone around on something like that. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. So that's all it took for you to say, you know what, uh, I, I, I like where this guy's coming from. By the way, I, I don't know if anybody's ever watched this. He has uh, – during the season, I caught this a couple times. He's got his own YouTube channel. And he has – and it's very family-oriented. It just kind of goes through his workouts. And he's at home with his wife and his kid. Uh, maybe kids. I can't remember if he has one or two kids. But it added – it added kind of a personal, personable element to Dennis Schroeder. And, you know, we just kind of sit back and we kind of assume to ourselves that, yeah, you know what, this guy made a big mistake. Okay, the, the guy, he's a human being. Things like this happen. You yeah. miscalculate. Unfortunately, it's right in front of the spotlight. He's in front of the spotlight. He's playing for the Los Angeles Lakers organization. Uh, I'm with you that I'm, I'm, I like what he did, at least in this post. I, I, I do too, but I, I keep coming back to this. Can you imagine? I know he's got a lot of money. He took a picture in front of some very expensive cars and very expensive bags. He had a 60-plus like million dollar contract yeah. before. I, I get it. He's rich, mm-hmm. and he's wealthy, generationally wealthy. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Can you imagine saying no, no to $84 million, and then you turn around, and the next offer is a fraction of that? No. Do you, do you ever get over it? Joke or no joke, do you ever be are – you, are you ever sitting there not thinking about the $84 million that walked out the door? Here's the because only you said way. No. Yeah, and here's the only way that you get over it is that one-year deal that he has with the Boston Celtics. If by next year he has an opportunity and he gets three years 60, right? Like, unless something like that happens, I'm with you. I don't just naturally, how do you get over that? All right, the Dodgers need to get over the hump. They are a game and a half out of first place, and now you and I have ideas on how you can fix Major League Baseball's playoff format because somebody, the Giants and the Dodgers, are so stupid. one bad so day stupid. from getting the wrong into six. Plus, I have a lineup question. I didn't think we were going to have it. I thought we had it all squared out, but I have a very important lineup question for you. I want to get your thoughts on it. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.